What's up, everybody? Terminal Transmissions coming at you again, as you do. My name's Danny. I'm Garrett. And I'm Taylor. Oh, what? <laughs> what? Loud? That was just loud enough. <laughs> so we got three people now. Yeah. We don't just have two stupid dudes. <laughs> yeah. To, which was, I think, a show, a cartoon from the 90s. <laughs> With a pizza place. With, yeah, there was a pizza. Um, but yeah, we're going to actually have some good input and opinions and, yeah. and stuff. With a little bit more, uh, a little more interesting outlook and very interesting oh yeah <laughs> interesting enough so this is our 46th episode yeah nice. as you do yeah oh, um, wow good job for those who don't know terminal transmissions you know we do like pop culture stuff two mm-hmm. times a week tuesdays and thursdays we talk about tv shows movie shows <laughs> science technology shows. and video game oh shows yeah yeah, yeah all because shows. technically we are talking about two video game shows this week it's true. Um, so we're going to be talking about the Westworld finale, which yes. aired on Sunday yes. and was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, we're <laughs> I'm so excited about this. like, yeah. Uh, we're going to be talking about how China is working on a social credit score, which is basically Terrifying, like yeah. Facebook for how shitty you pay for things. <laughs> uh, for real. Not kidding. Right. Uh, we're going to talk about PlayStation Experience was just a few days ago. Yeah. And some of the reveals and new trailers that we got to oh, see. Yeah. And then up. we're going to talk about the new Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, which also came out during mm-hmm. PlayStation Experience, but was unrelated. Yeah. So we are going to first talk about Westworld and just a little bit, because we talked about it not too long ago. You know, we had the finale and it was absolutely fucking incredible. Oh, yeah. Blew my whole goddamn head off. Yeah. So and no, that's not a spoiler. <laughs> so... It, it was pretty funny because Danny and I had discussed talking about Westworld several times during uh, Westworld. Well, well, you know, during the seas. Yeah, d- during the season, kind of like we did with Game of Thrones, or kind of like we did with Preacher. But we didn't want to, we didn't want to spend too much time on it like we did with those shows because it kind of detracted from the for the people that don't watch Westworld. It would have sucked, and that's what we got a lot of criticism for it for for Game of Thrones and for Preacher because people are monsters. Yeah, the thing about it is. A, I regret not doing it. Sure. I think that we would have had a better time mm-hmm. doing a weekly Westworld than we did with either of the other. Yeah, ones. yeah, because, because there was so is, much conjecture. Well, Westworld is the best show. Yeah. And it's yeah. not, you know, it's not your responsibility to make sure that those people are okay. <laughs> They're watching men. It's, it's their fault for not watching <laughs> yeah. Westworld. The good shows. Foremost, the good shows. No one, no one should be missing Seriously. Westworld. Right. Secondly, we give spoiler warnings. Uh-huh. That's true. Thirdly, we give timestamps. Yeah, that's yeah, true. You that, really have no where to go with that. That, that being said, that being said, spoiler warning. Oh yeah, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna just jump right into the spoils. Spoilerific. Yeah. So I just want to talk. I mean, we talked about the casting and we talked about all that. So let's skip all of that. It was incredible. I will say that more than anything, more than any show I've ever I've ever watched ever, mm-hmm. I was made to think more watching Westworld than I've ever I've ever been made by a show. Oh yeah, in a good way, in a very good way. It wasn't like. Oh fuck! Like, what's going on? I'm confused about this. It was like, what is happening with this thing? But I, I always felt like they they were le- leaving the breadcrumbs. Yeah, 
right? Whereas it, it like you know you watch some things like like Primer, the, the movie Primer, and it's like what the fuck is happening? I have no idea what's going on because they don't hold your hand through it. And I feel like Westworld did a good job of where they like just held it your was, hand. Enough. It was balanced. Yeah, it didn't feel like a ridiculous convoluted mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for the um, Dannys of the world. <laughs> Yeah, I wish that we. The re- main reason I wish that we had done the Westworld segment uh-huh. is because I could have been on record on episode two. There's actual proof that I figured out this entire show. Yeah, yeah. but it anyway, was, it was pretty cool though because you and I were discussing it crazily a lot, and, and Taylor and I were as well. And he would bring your theories to me, and I would just be like, no, no, there's and no then they, they all were way. real, and literally every single one of them. Yeah, it was real. Yeah, ha. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because. I remember like talking to like Vince and stuff at work and you know, we, and a lot of people were d- debating on like, Oh, what's, you know, what's the, the maze and stuff. And I, from like the first time the maze was brought up, I was like, I think it's consciousness. Oh yeah. I, I just think that it's, I think that it's sentience. And there were a lot of theories. A lot of people were saying like that they thought that it was like getting out. Right. I, and- that's what I thought. I thought it was the, the, the safe thing that would keep the the hosts inside the right. park i thought that that would be like a way to unlock it right they got to the center of the maze and i think yeah. there were i think there were multiple things that they tried to red herring us yeah. because sure. they, they basically sure. fought a fucking minotaur <laughs> on one episode <laughs> there was a huge guy with like a bull's head and a, and a battle axe and he was making full animals yeah <laughs> yeah that's real so yeah, there, there were definitely a lot of red herrings, and I can see where it would go. But I was like, I'm I'm nine nine point nine 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 percent sure that it's sentience, yeah. and then it turns out in the finale that it was it the the maze was sentience. So I was very happy about that. But you were fucking spot on. You were you were you really were like spot on with all being like con- convoluted timelines, mm-hmm. and you were just one hundred. You said that in like day two. Yep. And I was literal like, episode two. Yeah, and I was like, ah, that's pretty crazy. And then like episode three or four, I was like. I think you're onto something. And then, like, episode yeah. five, I was like, okay, it's just 100% real. Yeah. And then the weirdest thing, internet world, is that the funny part was, so we had been following this, and there were there were a lot of people that started kind of getting on board with this, This uh, that the, there were multiple timelines going. And what's hilarious about that is there were people that still didn't think that it was real up, up to and including, like, the last episode when it yeah. was finally revealed. And I was, and Danny and I were discussing it, and Taylor and I, were, we were like... No, it's it's basically been spelled out at this point yeah. that there's multiple timelines going. And, yeah, you know, like I felt like probably by I think it was like episode six or seven. Yeah, I was like I feel like they just have told us already without just directly telling us already. The people that were saying that it wasn't obvious are the same people that complained to you guys about having Game of Thrones segments <laughs> in your show. You're not wrong. <laughs> they're just they're just weak. You're not wrong. Yeah. They're weak. You're not ready for this. I um, there were a couple of things that I didn't call. Like I did not predict that Dolores was Wyatt. Right, right. Dang. That fucked me up. Yeah, that, that fucked cool. me up. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't really understand that when, when it was very obvious. Like when the girl was, uh, when that lady, I don't even know if she was ever given a name, but the other girl was like talking to Teddy and was like, like, don't you remember? And mm-hmm. they were, and he was doing weird flashbacks, and it was doing weird shit. Mm-hmm. And I didn't put it together then, but as soon as it showed it, I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck! I yeah. did not realize that. Wow, Jeez. real wild. That, that was, was like that was like pretty much the one thing I didn't guess. Mm-hmm. And, and and I told you last last week, last mm-hmm. week's episode that I didn't when they when they said 
that Dolores had killed Arnold. Mm-hmm. I that's basically the same thing, right? Um, and I was like, I did not see that coming. Yeah, that shocked yeah, me. But then absolutely. actually seeing the circumstances and that right. Dolores was Wyatt the whole time, yeah, because they just like merged her personality yeah. to make her kill everybody. Yeah, I was so like, nuts. Yeah, it, it was definitely crazy, and there were definitely several things that did ca- catch me completely off guard that I didn't that I didn't see coming. Honestly, toward the very end, like right there where where Ford like basically kills himself. And I was like, holy shit. I uh, kind of figured pretty early on that Anthony Hopkins wasn't going to go into season two. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that, but I just had a very strong suspicion. Yeah. Um, I'm honestly surprised that Ed Harris may potentially end up in season two. Yeah. I thought he was going down. Yeah. Well, I feel like he would be targeted in the big shootout. No, no, you're absolutely right. But, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It didn't mm-hmm. show it. So right. they're <laughs> surely going to have to show it now. Right. Um, but one thing I wanted to say is that they left us on a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel cheated. Oh, no, absolutely. No. Like, absolutely, like yeah. shit like Walking Dead, mm-hmm. they, like, make a cliffhanger yeah. to get you to come back. Right, exactly. Mickey, for sure. But it doesn't feel like I'm being taken advantage of with yeah. Westworld. Well, I, I feel so, like, satisfied with what we got. Well, it was cool because, and I think why that is, is that they basically did a story arc and and finalized it. Right. And so now the show can still go on. But it's going to have to be a different story arc. And right. it was really beautifully done in that way. And they sprinkled little bits of what could possibly come oh, yeah. in the future. And that was one of my favorite parts was just mm-hmm. seeing like, yeah. park one. I think, yeah, yeah. I think my favorite part about the whole episode was the very end or very close to the very end when Maeve decided not to leave and right. go look for her daughter. Originally, I was pissed. Right. I was like, no, don't do it. But then I was like, wait, no, because she was programmed to leave. Right. So she actually uh, went against I didn't even narrative. think about that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Her new narrative was to escape, and she went against oh, it. Oh, that's fucking dope. I didn't even think about that. Yep. That's awesome. That's really cool. The best part of Westworld for me is just, even though you can, if you're more of a seasoned television viewer and, you know, you have the mind of Danny, apparently, you can kind of theorize hey and, <laughs> and very accurately predict what's going to happen even when it does unfold in mm-hmm. exactly the way you thought it was going to right it doesn't make the show any less entertaining yeah, you know, yeah absolutely. You, which, you want you know what's going to happen but you still want to see it which happen. apparently some people online disagree <laughs> the internet ruined the west world again by having fan they're weak and they don't matter <laughs> those people are it's villains people <laughs> same people right what a bunch of glitches yeah just don't speak you know? uh, I like it. But yeah, so I, I, I loved it. I can't wait to see what they do. Apparently, and we talked about this uh, a couple months back, that apparently there's going to be like six, seven, eight seasons of this. Well, they've only been renewed for one more, mm-hmm. but they have planned out Probably, like six right. seasons. And I'm, if, if it keeps going with the same quality, I, I mean, go on forever. I, I mean, honestly, care. like I said, Westworld's season one numbers were higher than Breaking Bad, uh, Walking Jeez. Dead, or Game of Thrones season one numbers. Jeez. Jeez. It's no also possible. the best... Possible show? replacement for Game of Thrones right. in the off season. Right. I couldn't have picked a better show. Well, not mm-hmm. even the off season. Now this is this year. Right, there is no more True. Game of Thrones, and then we get True. five or six more years right. of Westworld. Mm-hmm. Now like, it's who, just show who knows like what's gonna fucking show up. Mm-hmm. Like, is Vampire Chronicles gonna be the best? Is American, God, is American, <laughs> is American Gods gonna be the best? Oh, Dude, Vampire yeah, Chronicles right. could be off the fucking chain. We don't know. They just oh, the bar so goddamn thinking, high with Westworld. It's true. I was thinking Vampire Diaries, and I was like. <laughs> Fucking asshole! Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, I gotta get caught up. <laughs> I I'm like were doing 14 a years behind. I thought you were. I watched doing that a show bit. when I was in, in high school. Don't judge me. Uh, not yeah, judging. You're, judged. you're, judged. <laughs> you're both judging me. I judge I know pretty much true. anyone who watches any vampire show that's not True Blood. If I'm going to be totally uh, honest with you, but You've never watched a vampire show that wasn't True Blood. Is that what you said? I watched like the three seasons of Buffy that I fucking struggled through. I felt like there was a gun in my soul. 
I feel like I just want to quit right now. Later. So let's zip and zoom on down to Scienceburg. Uh, I want to talk about something really cool because it's pseudo-topical with a lot of things that are going oh, on yeah. in, in the entertainment industry. And by that, I mean specifically Black Mirror and Community like six years ago. <laughs> um, so China is working on a social credit score. It's literally the Nosedive episode of Black Mirror and or the Meow Meow Beans episode of Community. <laughs> so they're literally working on like an aggregate score for citizens that like tally up things that you've purchased and your credit cards and Jesus. your home payments and your loans and all that shit. And then you get like a score, like a number that people can just look at. I don't like it. Like people can just be like, ooh, how bad is Garrett at paying bills? I don't like and that. And just your number pops up and everybody can see it. So it's not exactly the same. Sure. Because in those, it's both a social thing in terms of like, I could just go on and be like, Garrett sucks. Right, But this right. is like, it's an actual credit score. So it's right. you know, medical bills and things like that. But right. still, people can just look at it. And, right. it. and it can further determine if you can buy certain things or yeah, if yeah, you yeah. deserve to buy certain things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't like it. Now, it's not that surprising because China is notoriously totalitarian. Sure, yeah. Uh, in that they just will kill your children if you have too many of them. Right. And, and you're not I'm, even I'm, allowed to use Facebook. There. Yeah, a million other things. But sure. it's just like that is like border. That's dystopian future. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is. I hate it. I, first and foremost, I don't even like the idea of normal credit scores. I don't really even believe in that shit because I don't like the idea. I mean, it's cool in principle, but I don't like the idea of like you can just get hit with shit you don't even know about and then you're just fucked for life. So I... <laughs> What's funny is a couple years back, I, I pulled my credit score for the first time because I had a long childhood and, um, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, nine, nine 30 year childhood. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty solid. But anyway, uh, um, and there were like six or seven things wrong on mine shit that I'd never even done. There was just shit on my credit score that I was like, what the fuck is this? I've never and, been to Germany. Yeah. And I had to actually dispute. <laughs> I had to actually just dispute stuff and it was just removed because they were like, oh yeah, there's no, this, this was just an accident. And so I was like, was I, was I a victim of identity theft? And mm-hmm. I'd actually like Google it. And it just turns out this shit happens to like everybody. Yeah. Do you have Wells Fargo? <laughs> oh God. Topical. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like the idea of this uncontrollable thing in your life. That people can just like hit you with whatever the fuck they want mm-hmm. and then give you a numerical value mm-hmm. that just determines how cool your future is going to be. I don't right. like that. I don't fucking like that. Well, and it's wild too because in America we have our credit score and businesses can look it up with your permission mm-hmm. and certain things can be affected for you. This is way more wild than right, that. Right, right. This is like the fucking grocery store can just like yeah. double click on your number and then be like, ooh, yes. we're not going to sell you plants. Because yeah. of your credit score, you can only buy soap. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it at all. And so it, it, it's funny because I just – we're not really talking about that today, um, maybe soon, but maybe after I beat it. But it's funny because in, in Watch Dogs 2, it's basically what's happening in Watch Dogs 2. Right. This corporation slash company has basically taken over the world insidiously in that like they just have everything under their control. Right. And it's basically this. <laughs> it's basically the exact same thing. It's like they already know if you're good or bad. They know, like, if you can buy stuff or not or if you should. And mm-hmm. that's terrifying to me. And it's terrifying that, like, I I thought it was terrifying in a video game. Right. And then, like, this might affect real human beings yeah. soon. And it's a, well, it's a slippery slope, too. I mean, right now it's your financial records and all of that. And, right. you know, we talk about Black Mirror as satire and all that good stuff. But this is, you know, this is the first step. 
Yeah, Dude, it's I mean, going to be like, I mean, we had a really terrible encounter five years ago, and I gave you, like, a one star. Now you can't go rent a car. Yeah. Slippery slope is one thing, but, like, politics and economics in China are basically just a cliff. True. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and it also reminds me of Rant, the Chuck Palahniuk book. Yeah. Like, it's actually really cool because it – cool in that it's – it's a cool dystopian society right, right, right. book to read. You wouldn't want to live there. But they actually like segregate people by like daytime or nighttime. And kind of like rich and poor. And so only like the rich people can they're the only ones that can go out in the daylight. Mm-hmm. And then but they have to be indoors by the time the sun goes down. And then the poor people can only be out at night, but they have to be in before the sunlight. And they'll get like arrested and like treated brutally. Yeah. And it's it's similar to this. It's like, oh, you're this. Like your credit score is not good enough. And so like I'm saying this, I kind of jumped uh, ahead a little bit, but uh, Wall Street Journal reported that the government in China assures that this is a quote, the system would allow the trustworthy to roam anywhere under heaven or earth while making it hard for discredit for the discredited to take a single step. That sounds like the intro to a really scary dystopian novel. Yeah. Yeah, and you that's guys, a real thing. You guys need to hard and fast watch 3% on Netflix. And by you guys, I mean Garrett and Taylor, but also everyone listening. Yeah. Watch 3% on Netflix. But yeah, the last thing I have to say really about this mm-hmm. is that was a pretty good segment. So I'm giving Terminal Transmissions five meow meow beans. <laughs> <laughs> so PlayStation Experience was this past week. It is always a great show. But we got a lot of cool stuff. We got some bullshit, as you do. Some shit I don't give a fuck about, like Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> Just kidding, Tay. Oh. Just kidding. Um, but there were definitely a few things that we wanted to touch on. So yeah. we're just going to kind of hit the the high points and yeah. then get a little into it. Yeah. So starting out, I think the, the most bonkers thing that was shown, which uh, it's hard to top, is Death Stranding. Maybe the most bonkers thing I've ever seen yeah. in a video game ever. <laughs> yeah. It, it's twice. Like, it's funny. We were talking about it the other night that people had been theorizing for a long time that Hideo Kojima was being so weird and wonky and wild in Metal Gear because he wanted out of his contract, which might have been true, but it doesn't prove anything because this is weirder and wilder and crazier than anything that was ever maybe in it's like game. how i say irregardless now all the time because i said it as a bit for so long right that he started like being fucking wild out of control on games for so long that now he just can't he's just playing the part yeah. yeah i mean it's it's real because this this so we've seen two trailers now and both of them are actually the weirdest craziest shit i've ever seen yep so uh, yeah, I don't I don't even know what's going on. Supposedly, this is an open world adventure game, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen anything in these trailers that would make me feel. It feels like Mist or Riven. It doesn't feel like an open world adventure so much as it feels like a real bad DMT trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like I, I. From both trailers, I haven't been able to like discern any actual gameplay mechanics. What would be going on in a story? Who the main character is? I legitimately have no fucking clue what anything about this game is, except that it's crazy, creepy, and weird. Mm-hmm. And babies. Yeah, there's there's babies involved. There's a fetus. Yeah, and maybe the same one. It's the same one. Yeah. You gotta watch them. So that's the wild part. You gotta do yes. the thing. Yeah, tell us about it. Drop, drop some knowledge. So basically, and, and I mean, this could just be a wild coincidence, but mm-hmm. if you watch both trailers at the exact same time... There's a moment from the first trailer where Norman Reedus is holding a baby. Mm-hmm. It disappears from his arms, and he's, like, surprised. Mm-hmm. And at the exact same time in the other trailer, 
uh, Guillermo del Toro plugs in like some little device that he's holding, right. and a baby appears in the device in a tank. Like if you watch it together, it literally <laughs> looks like it's intentional, and it probably fucking is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everything else in the trailer, both of them, is just like, what am I seeing? I yeah. don't even know what I'm seeing. Yeah, what the fuck is going on? I like it. I, I, I'm pumped up about it. I just. I can't I'm wait to see. I'm here for Mads Mikkelsen in video games, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for Norman Reedus and Guillermo del Toro that, and yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. It, it, what if there's just like more? What if there's like, oh, there's also nine other celebs? Ugh. It's the new thing. It is the new thing. I mean, it, it's thanks, really cool. Thanks, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. It's really neat because it's just, it's a different thing of storytelling as a medium in video games in a different way than we've ever seen before. And it remains to be seen how that's going to play out in the actual gameplay. But it's cool to see it as a trailer, and it, it's so goddamn intriguing. I love it. Mads Michelson as the main villain in this like incredibly intense story. Mm. Just and Norman Reedus as the protagonist. Just give it to me. Although to be fair, we don't know if either one of those are yeah. either of the things just, that you, you know, just said. I'm, just, I'm yeah. just guessing. Yeah, we have no idea. It's it's neat. It's cool. I like it. So uh, next, we wanted to talk about a new Uncharted game, sort of. <laughs> It is DLC for Uncharted 4, mm-hmm. but it is a standalone game, like um, how you could get um, Blood Dragon, Far Cry right. 3 Blood right. Dragon. So you can just get this game. You don't mm-hmm. have to own the first one, right? Uh, or Uncharted 4. But basically, it is a, a new Uncharted 4 story, uh, and it's featuring Chloe, who was from Uncharted 2 and 3, and then Nadine, who was from Uncharted 4. So it's like the two like baddest women in the series <laughs> teaming up to like go on some quest in India. Yeah. Uh, it looks fucking awesome. Yeah, it looks so really fucking The trailer cool. came on, and we had no idea what the yeah, hell we were looking absolutely. at. And uh, we were guessing. Yeah, we were like, is this Schlipp's gloves? Is this Assassin's Creed? <laughs> is this Porpoise? There were like um, at least 10 or ten or 15 names thrown out. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it, but it looks great. There's like, you know, sneaking mechanics and beating oh, yeah. the fire out of people. Like, honestly, Chloe and Nadine, at the end, when they did the fight scene, they beat the shit out of those yeah, dudes. Yeah. Like, way worse than Nate, like, ever thought about hitting anybody. That, yeah. that one dude's head took, took oh, a yeah. fucking she, band she, against She the, fucking dinged him off like an fair, AC though, unit. Nadine <laughs> yeah. and Chloe give Nathan Drake the business as far as uh, beating the shit out of Na- him. Nadine goes. hard. Hard. Yeah. You, you fucking, have to fight her in the fourth game, and it's challenging. Yeah. This, like, tiny little girl just will kick. The shit. Yeah, out because of you. you're literally, awesome. you're literally, it's you and your brother fighting oh. her at the same time, oh, and she's shit. beating the fire out of both of you. That's awesome. So, is, so I, I haven't played the game, and I, and I know that it's just a huge mistake. I, I want to, I want to, and I, and I will soon now that now that I can. But um, so are they like, are they just rival treasure hunters? N- no. So Nadine actually works for sort of like a militia, uh-huh. like a paid militia. Okay. Um, so she's kind of more like an anti-hero. She's okay. not really a villain. Mm-hmm. It's just that she's getting paid by the bad guys. Okay. Uh, and then Chloe is, I guess you could kind of say she's like a she, r- rival she, treasure hunter. She basically, she worked with Nate in the second and third, but ultimately Chloe is out for Chloe. Yeah. Okay. You know, if Got Nate it. dies and she can still get money, she don't give a fuck. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. It seems really neat. Yeah. It, it, and the, the games seem awesome. I can't wait to play it. Uh, I, unfortunately, I took a detour. But uh, I can't wait. And, and the new one seems incredible. Yeah. I, I don't really, really know did. how much the gameplay is going to differ from 4 because mm-hmm. it did look it different enough that I yeah. couldn't guess what it was. Um, but I'm sure it's the same engine, so right. I'm sure it'll be cool. But yeah, it looks fucking yeah. phenomenal. Those lock pit, was that how lock, locks were picked in the other game? There you was no lock, lock picks. Oh, that, no. that was the fucking... Nathan Drake doesn't fucking pick he locks. Just kicks he kicks shit down. down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah. They used like the same lock pick mechanic almost as Thief 2, yeah. which is really stressful Yeah, because it's like real life lock picking, yeah. except that you can see it. But it's like, it's so stressful when someone's like walking and oh, they're like eight to get feet you? from you and you're trying so goddamn hard to get it. Oh, man. 
Yeah, I, I'm fucking pumped. It's going to be so cool. Yeah. Also, there was a Last of Us 2 trailer premiered. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, these two guys here have not played the Last of Us we're the OG both, game. We're both plebes. Yeah, I actually, weirdly, I bought it. And then have just never played it because Which I was playing other shit at the time. Strangest thing ever. Yeah, I'm sorry I, to admit it. <laughs> I was fortunate enough to um, get a copy of this from someone at work that lent it to me. Shout out James, thank you. Who has um, also offered to let me borrow it like eight times, but I'm a fucking you trash should. man. You should. James will give that game to anyone because it's great. The trailer was really, really, really cool. It was kind of dark. Kind of. It was very dark. Yeah, it was pretty dark. Yeah. Um, Ellie was basically just playing a guitar with blood dripping down her face. And yeah. Joel walks in and there's dead bodies everywhere surrounding her. And she just looks like she's lived some life. Yeah, so. she looks like she saw some shit. <laughs> I also want to know <laughs> where... You always see this. You always see this trope of like, oh, I found this guitar in this dystopian wasteland, but I can just play it. Where the fuck are you finding these strings? I mean, to be fair, she li- she lived. Oh, the strings. Yeah, where are you finding the strings? You would think about the just, strings on the just goddamn like guitar. Rust proof that are just like still able to be tuned when you've been living like year plus. I don't know. Maybe she found some safe. Maybe. So, just <laughs> I want to interject real quick that we're going to get into spoiler territory. Yes, we are going of to go the into first spoilers. game. So, me and Garrett are going to get spoiled, and this is the price we pay for being yeah. shitheads. Unfortunately, but if you haven't played go. it and you want to play it, then. Turn your eyes. Stop listening. Yeah. So the first game ends, basically the entire premise of the first game is Joel is trying to get Ellie to the Fireflies facility, okay? Because she's immune. Okay. So she's basically the cure. So they need her to generate a cure for everyone. Mm -hmm. So his entire mission is to get her to the facility. You know, there's zombies everywhere. And it turns out at the very end that in order to get the cure... In the Fireflies facility, they have to kill Ellie. Mm-hmm. Well, Joel and Ellie have developed a relationship. He's kind of like a father figure, obviously. And he is like, no, well, you can't do it. You can't kill her. I'm taking her away. Like, fuck the cure. The Fireflies get really pissed off about this and try to kill Joel. He ends up killing a bunch of them. He takes her out. And he doesn't tell her that she would have had to have died to be uh. the cure. He ends up telling her that they have a bunch of people there that are also immune to zombie-itis, whatever. <laughs> fungus, and, fungus head. <laughs> right. And uh, that they just, you know, extracted the blood or whatever from those people instead, and they didn't need her after all. Well, at the end of the game, Ellie, you can tell that Ellie knows that something's off. Mm-hmm. So basically, she tells Joel, like, just, you know, let's just keep going with status quo. Mm-hmm. Like, don't tell me. Ah. Oh, nice, nice. So he doesn't tell her. And I think that that... As far as the the trailer for the second game, Ellie's obviously gotten a lot darker. She's right. a lot. She has a lot of rage, oh. and I think a lot of it is that she is having trouble dealing with the fact that she would have to die right. in order to supply a cure because she knows in some way mm-hmm. that that's what happened. But you know, right. it's been a journey for her. So what's interesting to me, not knowing about it, is there's like a there's like a crew in the first game, right? And that's the symbol you see, like the villains. That's the fireflies. Okay, so she's wanting to kill every single one of them. She says in the trailer for two. I don't know. Out of context, I have no idea, and I feel like it's it's very intentionally 
kind of vague. vague. I feel like something else happened. Well, the thing that the, the the thing that the only thing the reason I brought it up is because you said that it seems like maybe she's dealing with the fact that she would have to die for the cure. Mm-hmm. But based on that scene, I feel like maybe she doesn't give a fuck about that, living. That could also be true. And there's a huge time jump here. So Ellie's 19 in the trailer. Yeah, she got a sick tat. And she was much younger when right. she was in the first game. So there's been a lot that's gone down in those years between the first game and the second game. So Fireflies could honestly just not even be a thing anymore, mm-hmm. and there could be a whole new yeah, I think, batch I of think villains. It, I think it's like a whole other thing. Right. And yeah. Fireflies well, kind of started her journey into darkness. I just thought it was interesting because they showed the Firefly right. symbol in the right. trailer. Mm-hmm. So I don't, they, I mean, they probably won't be gone. Right. It was also kind of like in the middle of the woods, abandoned looking, so... That's I true. don't know. That's true. Yeah. I, I have no idea. Shit. Yeah. I'm yeah. just fucking pissing in the wind. I don't know fuck all right. about the game. <laughs> I did read that the uh, creator of The Last of Us said that the theme of the first game was love mm-hmm. between Ellie and okay. Joel, and the second game is going to be hate. Ooh, oh, so. Okay. The Nachos Belgrande. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, that's going to be fucking dope. I- I'm going to play the first one soon so I can jump on the second one, but... Uh, talking about Mass Effect, mega fucking pumped about this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. So, <laughs> I want to talk about something else that we had talked about just, just a while back, like four episodes ago, three episodes ago. When we talked about the uh, Ubisoft, like, teaser space thing, mm-hmm. uh, the the little leaked footage thing of a thing. Mm-hmm. So, we had discussed that, you know, maybe this is a thing. Maybe, maybe you no know. No Man's Sky started a new Genry. Yeah, yeah. And so, we, <laughs> we did a whole piece on that. And we talked about it at length. At length. And I think it happened again. Yeah. I I, th- I think this is like the proof in the pudding here. If you fucking watch the, the uh, Andromeda, the Mass Effect Andromeda trailer, it's basically just better man sky. It looks like the game Transformers wanted it to be. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's I mean, so fully they're like, okay, so it's supposed to be 600 years after the last game. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, you probably know this because a lot of people were butt mad about it. I liked the ending mm-hmm. of Mass Effect 3. But spoiler alert, uh, humans lose. Yeah. There's no more Earth at the end of Mass Effect 3. A lot of people were real butt mad about that. I wasn't. I thought it was fucking dope. Way to do it. The whole deal is that it's 600 years later in, in Mass Effect Andromeda, and you are a Pathfinder, and your whole goal is to find the next Earth. Earth 2, starring Clancy Brown and Tim Curry. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's pretty fucking neat is that in, instead of a Spectre, you are a Pathfinder. Mm-hmm. And so you are, they say in the in the trailer, part explorer, part soldier, part guide. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's that's just the plot <laughs> yeah. of No Man's Sky that got cool. Some Man's Sky. <laughs> yeah, also yeah. some Woman's Sky because you can pick either gender. Hey-o. Yeah, yeah. So, and apparently, I, I thought that it was all all Mass Effect games because it's been a minute. But Danny reminded me that it's it's Mass Effect Two and on. You've been able to pick. Yeah, and uh, which is really mega cool, and they've done a really fucking good job with that. But yeah, furthermore, they say in the trailer, quote unquote, resources are scarce, worlds are hazardous, or outright inhospitable. That's okay. Cool. And then, though you start with a ship, almost everything else you need, you'll have to find, steal, or craft yourself. It sounds it sounds familiar. What is it? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Dual universe. Yeah, <laughs> and um, sounds like Starbound. Yeah. So I mean, and, and so this game is open worlds, if you will. Yeah, you, you're going to be able to. Ba- so it's not going to be like No Man's Sky, and that there's going to be like 18 quintillion planets. But there are going to be a lot mm-hmm. of planets, and you're actually going to be tasked with exploring them at your leisure, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that each one is a full world in and of itself with its own economy, its own cities, its own denizens, races. I, I mean, 
uh, no like, man's like pod, the limit. Pod racing? Yeah, I, I hope fucking so. I mean, I just I don't, I don't even fucking know. Uh, from the trailer, I mean, and Mass Effect's always done a really good job with like the combat and everything, but the combat looked even more seamless than the last game, which is stupid. Just really fucking polished. It just everything looked really fucking good. Oh, I'm just I'm I'm blown away by this. I, I can't fucking wait. Yeah, it looks incredible. It sounds to me like it's unlike No Man's Sky. It's going to be really. Good. Oh, oh shit! Dang, guys, they're coming in with a burn. Be bought and not returned. Oh, oh. fuck! <laughs> Greg is on the on the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, there's not much more to say about it. It looks dope. The only thing I wanted to say is that Garrett said "No Man's Sky's the limit," and I stepped on his bit with my stupid pod racing reference, and I have so many regrets. <laughs> Yeah, no man's sky's the limit. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. So we want to finish up talking about uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, or the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, I guess, if you want to get technical. So this game is the obviously the newest Legend of Zelda mm-hmm. game. It's coming out for both the Wii U and the Nintendo Switch. I don't own either. Obviously, right. Nintendo Switch isn't out yet, but right. I am going to be buying a Nintendo Switch Specifically for this game, as I have previously, I've bought a DS specifically to play Spirit Tracks. I bought Mm -hmm. a Wii specifically to play Skyward Sword. Right. I'm a big Zelda fan, for those who don't know. It's probably my second favorite game IP of all time after Kingdom Hearts. So Breath of the Wild is basically Zelda Skyrim. Yeah. It's open world. It's RPG elements. There's NPCs you can talk to. You can camp and, like, cook recipes and, like, hold items and... Uh, you can kill enemies and pick up their weapons and all, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So at the PSX, they actually – or at the Game Awards, rather, mm-hmm. they actually revealed some new footage. And it looks cooler than me. It, it looks really fucking cool. I really like the color palette that they went with. Uh, really, like, colorful but subdued in certain ways. Right. I really dig that. Uh, like, very minimalist in certain ways and then really, like, colorful in other ways. Oh, yeah. I really like that blending that they went with. I think that that's going to be really, really cool. And that, like, it looks fun. It looks mega fun. Do you guys want to know a secret? Yes. You've never played a Zelda game? Never once in my life played a Zelda <laughs> game. That's fine. And I think this uh, it's is probably, probably surprising to you. This is probably a good one to get started on. It yeah. has a lot of new mechanics. There's, mm-hmm. like, stealth mechanics. There's, like, uh, aerial strikes, like you can do in, like, yeah. other, you know, like, uh, Tomb Raider and, and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it looked very cool. It looked like a game I would probably like to play. Yeah. yeah. Bows, it, it definitely, like so. It's right up your alley. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like a JBL. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not so, going to lie. When I heard that, I thought Bose, Bose JBL. Bose speakers. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, for those who don't know, I'm a weird mutant creep freak show, and my favorite Zelda game of all time is Wind Waker. Right. Uh, and this very much looks, in a lot of ways, like a spiritual successor to Wind Waker. It does. In terms of both, like, sort of the open world elements, mm-hmm. the combat, definitely the graphics. Sure. It's not exactly the same, but it is like cell shaded. Yeah. Uh, the, the being able to kill an enemy and pick up their weapons that was in wind waker and hasn't, it's not really like a common theme, right? But it, I'm, I'm ready for it. Fuck so yeah. yeah, that comes out real soon. I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a Nintendo switch and play some Zelda games. Fuck. Yeah. So we finally got a trailer for guardians of the galaxy Two. Yeah. yeah. It's really like an extended teaser, but mm-hmm. We I'm, got, not, we, I'm not watching nothing else. Yeah, we got. We, yeah, it already looks cool enough that I'm dialed in. I, yep. I'm done. Just, just briefly want to talk about it. That we're mega fucking pumped up about it. We brought Guardians up a few times. Yeah, we're all Guardian fans here, but because um, we're not villains. Well, it's <laughs> one of our one of our favorite Marv movies for show. Oh uh, yeah, but I mean, it just looks hilarious. I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm so excited to see that they're just, they're willing to do such a comedic take on 
what could have very easily been a very serious IP. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I think that that's my favorite thing about it. Like Ant-Man. Yep. Like Ant-Man didn't have to be comedic, but they chose to do that in a very serious the rest of the universe. Right, and, right, I lo- right. and I love that. And it fits perfectly with Ant-Man. It fits perfectly with Spider-Man. It fits perfectly with Guardians. And I'm I'm so glad that they did that. And cute Groot. Yeah, yeah. Cute little baby Groot still being a fucking murdering machine. Killing yeah. people. Getting <laughs> them get, with the roots. He gets that dude. Cute Groot scream when he's taking people down. Cute Groot give him the root. Um, <laughs> which is a term that a high school friend of mine used for sex. So I probably shouldn't say that. No. Uh, don't do it. But anyway, uh, it. yeah, it looks great. Um, I had read uh, like a month ago that James Gunn said that Drax was going to be like the pure gold center of this movie. Like the, really? the creamy caramel at the center of the movie. Like he's just apparently David Tisa fucked it up even more this time than last really? time. Really? Like he's just like apparently. It's, no, it's not possible. I, James Gunn, the writer and director of the film, says that Drax is the best part of the movie. Wow. But you get a little niblet, a little co- yeah, yeah, a, little, yeah. a little cacao nib of that in the in the teaser. At the end. And yeah. it looks, uh, I'm, I'm fired up. Yeah, he's Too fucking much. hooting. So yeah, that's, that's it for episode 46. See y'all next time. Bye.